Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, and of course, welcome to 2020. For many of you, this is the official start of your new year. For others of you, you will not be back in work until what, March or April. That's typically the pattern you see. The smart, eager agents actually knew to start their, uh, you know, their new year's actually third quarter, or rather fourth quarter of last year. But for the rest of you who are just discovering Julie and I for the first time, hey, welcome to the new year. So what we're going to be doing on today's podcast in the following probably couple days is we're going to be talking about our 2020 predictions. Now, most of what we're going to tell you, you're not going to hear other places. You're going to especially like hearing about point number, well, actually the first point, and then you're going to want to hear especially about point number four. Julie and I worked on this over the, over the weekend. And actually, I think point number uh, six you're really going to want to know about. Oh, and I definitely am looking forward to sharing with you point number 10. So make sure you take a lot of great notes. Well, as you guys know, long-time listeners know rather, Julie and I have a tend- uh, tendency to ignore trends, and um, you know, frankly, we're contrarian in a lot of the things and a lot of the ways we see things, because generally speaking, when it comes to real estate, the masses are wrong. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be bringing to you a perspective on what we see going to ha- that's going to happen in 2020 and really into 2021. But we're also going to do our best to educate you guys as to why we think the way we think. And then you can maybe use that as a breadcrumb for you to further your own personal education and edification of what we're saying. So without any further delay, Julie, welcome to today's podcast. And hey, Happy New Year. Oh, hold on. i got to unmute you. <laughs> you guys tell him a little rusty on this? <laughs> uh, maybe we just leave Julie muted. Let's see. <laughs> I uh, think you're unmuted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> more coffee, less coffee, I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah, I know, yes. probably more coffee. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to uh, a new decade of uh, podcasts. So it's going to be awesome. And we have – actually, guys, we have a fun podcast this uh, Friday. We're interviewing um, somebody – who is going to talk about some interesting, like a lot of you guys know that we moved to uh, Puerto Rico mid last year. And you, a lot of those of you who have connected with us for a long time, we have long-term relationships and you're like, well, what the heck? Why did you guys do that? Well, we're going to be sharing with you from some of the uh, economic reasons why we moved to Puerto Rico and we're having an expert in on Friday. So those of you who have been asking us all those questions, make sure you tune in Friday and we're going to be telling you about Puerto Rico Act 20, Puerto Rico Act 60, and Puerto Rico Act 22. It's not directly related uh, to real estate, but I think you'll find it very interesting. Um, Yeah, maybe it's a path you want to pursue yourselves. But in the meantime... Um, We are very excited about the new year. We are very excited about getting back in the saddle with you guys and helping you take your businesses and your personal lives to the next level. And I want all of you guys to know that Julie and I and everyone who works for us have made a commitment to not just double down but quadruple down on our intensity, helping you guys make the most of what really is this continuation of a fantastic overall economy. And I know a lot of you in your different housing markets are experiencing changes, but we're going to tell you how to not just uh, survive but how to thrive 
Um, in many parts of the country, we're seeing a pullback in home values and days in the market is extending. But overall, guys, I have news for you. You have nothing to worry about, and we're going to be talking about this throughout today's and tomorrow's and probably Wednesday's podcast. You have nothing to worry about because as long as the overall economy stays strong, you're going to continue to be in the right place at the right time. Now, a couple quick shout-outs. A lot of you, a lot of you have been contacting Julie and I about our affiliation with EXP Realty. We don't talk a lot about it on this podcast. Um, we ex- you know, occasionally expose you guys to it. Uh, but again, a lot of questions over the holiday about why we aligned with EXP, and the answer is really simple. And if you haven't listened to our past podcast, the answer is really, really simple. It's frankly the only best thing going for agents. Everyone else talks about being EXP, um, you know, or rather being agent-focused and agent-centric. All these other brokers use those words. But I've never seen in the 20-plus years Julie and I have been in real estate, I've never seen a company actually back it up with things that are just unbelievably beneficial to agents from a financial perspective, but also from obviously a business building perspective. A lot of you have been asking about just general questions. And so just to clear the air, here's what I want to do. Text the word or text the letters EXP to 31996. Text the word, the letter EXP to 31996. You'll be texted back a quick seven-minute video. That's going to give you all the meat and potatoes of what really you need to know about EXP. And if you'd like to communicate with me directly, if you're ready to move forward and become an EXP agent, you want to be part of our revenue share group, please do feel free to text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. But if you're still in the EXP curious phase, just go ahead and text the word EXP to 31996. All right, so let's get started. Julie, I love this first prediction because so many other places and people are predicting that what we're predicting for point number one is wrong. So go ahead and read point number one, and then I'm yes. going to jump, jump into the weeds and tell them why this is what is going to happen and why specifically from an economic perspective. Yes. And just so everybody knows, there was a great amount of research that went into all of these points. This is not just speculating what we feel like telling you. This is all um, very well researched and and provable. So that's why I'm so excited about all this. Um, Number one, interest rates. In terms of 2020's economic picture, Realtor.com, for example, sees mortgage interest rates running at a continued low. How many of you guys are saying they're going to go up, they're going to go up? Nope, continued low at approximately 3.85% for 30-year fixed rate. The prediction of 3.85% is consistent also with Fannie Mae's 2020 interest rate forecast of 3.9%. Additionally, Realtor.com does not foresee a recession in 2020, but does see the economy softening a bit due to global trade issues. What's the bottom line? 3 point something percent. And I was just talking, Tim, to one of our uh, great elite coaching clients in the Atlanta area, and we were talking about how, you know, years ago, like if you and I think about our first house and remember everybody was saying well you're never going to see an interest rate rate lower than seven percent because back in the 70s we were paying 20 something well i mean this is like half of that and it should stick so 3.85 3.9 percent back to you so here's the other reason why interest rates are going to stay low and we actually think and this is our bold prediction we actually think interest rates are going to go lower Um, And by lower, I mean substantially lower. So 30-year fixed-rate mortgages, Julie and I would not be surprised if you start seeing uh, them start in the 2% range. We do not have – there's no reason to believe they're going to go up. Here's the real bottom line, simple to understand reason why they're going to go lower. 
uh, is because the Fed has said that they're going to raise or lower interest rates, and they're going to do pretty much anything possible to head off of a, a recession. Now that you see what's happening, the political instability that's happening again in the Middle East with Iran, you're going to see more reasons to, that the Fed's going to start getting uh, worried about a recession or some sort of economic slowdown, and you're then going to see them start talking about lowering rates again. So that's it. There's no talk whatsoever from any of the you know, political leaders that pull all the you know, mannequin strings to, to make all the big decisions in, about our economy. And there's no, none of them are suggesting rates are going to go higher. So there's a really positive reason to be optimistic and excited about the new year. You, if, trust me, guys, you do not want to be selling. Look, if you have to overcome a payment anxiety because people are fearful of rates going up, and that, if that starts creeping into the housing market, a lot of you who've been selling real estate for a while, you know what, what effect that has. That causes buyers to absolutely get cold feet. But when rates are getting lower, what's going to happen is you're going to have a lot of people enter the housing market because they want to take advantage of the lower rates. And though we don't talk about it um, with this first point, there are a lot of reasons also to believe that some of the government, um, you know, essentially the DAs and the FHAs and the uh, rural lending type things, they're going to actually become uh, more favorable, i.e. lower down payments and lower credit score requirements. So overall, guys, do not worry about rising interest rates. It's being any sort of headwind to the housing market this year. Point number two, Julie. Yes, indeed. Point number two, inventory. That's always been the hot button past several years. George Raitu, senior economist with Realtor.com, said, quote, 2020 will prove to be the most challenging year for buyers not because of what they can afford, but rather because of what they can find, or I would say what they can't find. You must become more creative, more aggressive, less dependent on the MLS to find properties, <clears throat> Excuse me. heavier networking with your centers of influence, knowledge of new construction, and most importantly, being the listing agent. <coughs> Sorry, the listing agent always wins. Long-time listeners know Julie has a perpetual cold that she gets from our daughter. So it's back. <laughs> she was healthy yes, for seven thank days. Thank you, Holiday Camps. That's right. Exactly. <sighs> so, I mean, there it is, too. And so we're going to – the next point – I'll read this one, Julie, so you don't have to muddle okay, through. thank you. Point number three, because point number two kind of spoke for itself. Point number three, new construction. Realtor.com's forecast for 2020 does not – does see an uptick in new construction of plus 6%. However, such new construction will not provide much relief for first-time buyers or people looking for lower price ranges. The cost of construction and land acquisition has forced builders to build mainly in the higher price ranges. In, order, in other words, guys, they have to build more expensive stuff. Let's say you're a builder and you're making a 10% margin. Do you want to go build a house for $200,000 to make 20 grand, or do you want to go build a house for, say, you know, $800,000 and make you know, 10% of that? Obviously, you're going to go for the more expensive house. The other thing that, uh, though this point doesn't uh, knock it out, but it's, it's interesting to know this, is the actual cost of construction material, the raw materials, wood, you know, just the real basic stuff, concrete, wood, metal, you know, windows, countertops, all that stuff is going up in some cases by double digits. So that, of course, gets passed on to the cost of new construction. Um, new construction will obviously be the real knockout punch to most markets because most buyers, just in case you're new in real estate, I'm saying something that maybe you haven't discovered yet, most, like nine times out of ten, buyers are going to choose a new home over a used home. So make sure you are very well aware of all the new construction opportunities in your marketplace. We talk about that endlessly in our coaching program, different ways to identify what's going on in the market. If you guys want to learn more about our coaching program, just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S to 31996. Did I say it right? Did I get it right, Julie? 
Yes, 31996. Yeah. Right. Okay, so land mm-hmm. acquisition has forced buyers to build mainly in the higher price ranges. This isn't true ever. However, there are still builders uh, who are creating subdivisions and moderate uh, price ranges. Know what's happening locally. It's all the stuff I just said. Um, so, again, I've seen, and Julie and I have been paying attention to this trend, and we think it's going nowhere. The whole micro house trend, obviously, is petering out. They now, I guess, Amazon is selling essentially, essentially prefab homes. I don't. Personally, we don't see those trends going anywhere. There's too many headwinds. The biggest one being, guess what? They're not that. They're not that. Uh, they're expensive. When you buy a, a house that's essentially a kit for a hundred thousand dollars, that you're not done. You still gotta, you know, buy the land, utilities, the driveway, the easements. If you're building in some kind of area that has building codes, which is, you know, zoning, all that. Look, that's that's not going to go anywhere. I know. Again, that's something that you guys, some of you, were really focused on. I, I read on our uh, private Facebook page for our members. Some of you talking about how there could be hypothetical subdivisions of these many these micro houses. It's never going to work. And so if you're selling in like Clintonville, Ohio, or you're selling markets like that, where just five, maybe 10 years ago, a $100,000 house is now 250000 our prediction is that trend is going to continue. If you own rental properties in markets like that, which a lot of you do, um, yeah, hold on to them. <laughs> you know, it's just going to get better. Which, by the way, from an owner's perspective, you definitely want to raise your rents this year where appropriate. All right, now point number four is one of the biggest controversial points, and Julie and I uh, came across this line of thinking many years ago, but I'm going to just lay it out for you. Uh, we think that buyers' agents' commissions are going to be, by the end of 2020, they're going to no longer, and it's just going to be accepted, no longer being seen as a, an entitlement to a real estate transaction. And I mean it just like I said it. Right now, when you are a buyer's agent and you're representing a buyer, you introduce a buyer to a house. It's, it's part of the MLS commission sharing agreement that the seller is going to set aside, you know, whatever the commission split is, 25 or 3%, however it's laid out in the MLS, and then your brokerage on the buyer agent side is going to get half the commission, however the agreement is, you guys understand exactly what I'm saying. We think, and we're seeing lots of reasons to believe that we are true about this prediction that I think we made two or three years ago, we think that the next line of attack that you're going to see from the iBuyers or you're going to see from all these other types of companies that are just trying to mix things up and increase their own bottom line. The iBuyer companies obviously are operating usually at a loss, so what they're trying to do is they're going to try to shore up their losses. That's what they're going to go after. The reason that you need to pay attention to this is that could be a start of a trend because let's just say a normal non-iBuyer like just say Bob and Josephine down the street, they end up listing their house with you. You know, somebody else essentially goes and buys a house from an I buyer. Has to you know, the whole buyer agent commission being something uh, of a point of contention. They're then going to bring that to their traditional real estate listing and ask their listing agent, "Yes, I'll pay the six or the five, whatever the commission is." But let me ask you, why is it that we're automatically paying this buyer's agent commission? Um, I understand with XYZ company, that's not the way it works. Those types of conversations are what you're going to have to start paying attention to in your local markets. I know in in California and Florida, these types of things are already happening. So what does this mean to you? What's the practical, tactical way of thinking about what I'm telling you? If your business is predicated, dependent on buying buyer leads or just primarily buyer leads, you're going to have to learn how to talk a buyer into, or by talk a buyer into, I mean explain to them in a professional way why you're worth 25 to 3% of whatever it is that they want to purchase. Now, I would venture a guess that most of you who work primarily with buyers who are listening to us right now will not be able to do that. That would be a very difficult conversation, especially with someone in, say, a low or moderate sale price. 
You're, you're going to go to – or even at any sale price, really. You're going to go to someone who's purchasing a million-dollar house, and you're, you're going to be able to explain to them why your representation is worth $30,000, and this is someone who's bought or sold three or four times. Do you see what that's going to do, guys? That's going to make them want to go reach out directly to the listing agent, which you can see where we're going with this, is, and they're going to want to just transact through the listing agent because they're not going to want to have to you know, deal with a buyer's agent. And you're going to see all kinds of different in iterations happen. Maybe someone charges 500 bucks to represent somebody. But in our opinion, if you're primarily focused on working with buyers, and there's brokerages that have you know, come about only after, say, 2007, 2008, when you could start buying buyer leads, there, all those companies, you guys are operating on tiny, tiny little margins. It's going to get worse, and it's not going to get better. That's what's going to happen in 2020. So if you want to know where the contraction is going to happen in the real estate industry, well, there's many places, but the main area as it relates to the agents that Julie and I serve, because that's who we are, we're servants of you guys, you're going to have to basically plan on the buyer's agent commission no longer being an entitlement. Your new life as a buyer's agent is going to be very similar to a listing agent where you're going to have to have a presentation you're going to have to know how to sell the buyer, frankly, into why they want to hire you and pay out of their own money um, your buyer's agent commission or finance it into the transaction, which legally you can do. It kind of screws up a lot of the ways that you guys think about real estate. And just so you know, because a lot of you, you don't know, United States and Canada are unique in that they're the only countries that offer that buyer's agent commission entitlement. If you're purchasing real estate anywhere in Europe or just everywhere else in the world, there is no buyer's agent commission. You can have a buyer's agent represent you, but you're going to pay it yourself. There's no entitlement of an automatic half the listing agent's commission going to the buyer's agent. It doesn't work that way. It's a blessing of our industry. It's been in place for a long damn time. But if you look at the way that these tech companies are trying to basically make margin, they're going to start going after the buyer's agent commission. It only makes sense. So you're listening to us tell you this now. If you're a longtime podcast listener, if you purchased our book, Harris Rules, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, you know, you know we've been telling you this forever, and you know what we're also going to tell you, which is you need to focus all your best interests uh, – interest? well, interest is good. You need to focus all your best energies on becoming a listing agent. Julie, you want to tag on anything like that, onto that? Well, I mean, as I always say, you know, listing agents always win. When you guys get frustrated as buyer's agents because it's multiple offers and you lose out or you get outbid or you're working with an FHA buyer and they didn't get it because of that – the listing agent is still going to go to the closing table one way or the other. So if you're avoiding the tools that it takes and the additional education, because remember working with listings is mental labor, working with buyers is physical labor, and it's becoming more physical labor. It's becoming uh, more poorly paid physical labor, labor in some cases. You've got to, you know, one of our points later on is you have to have your stuff together. You've got to be the listing agent. So we'll talk about that in later points, but you know, you, this is a great time of year to come to terms with that and decide that this is going to be your year as a listing agent. I, I had a call with one of our elite clients um, earlier today, and she had a ton of experience with buyers. Been working together for about, I think it's been about seven months now, and we were doing a year-end review. And one of her comments was how much more confident she feels working with listings uh, versus before because she just has added to her toolbox. It's not something that's so hard to do. You can't do it, but you do have to do it on purpose. So that, that's since you asked, that's my well, thought I mean, on that. You know what? That was, that was a very good point. And, and here's the other thing you guys got to remember. Um, you do not have to wait to become a listing agent. 
You do not have to start out working with a team. You do not have to follow all these stupid trends in order to be successful at real estate. <laughs> Julie and I, in our first year in the business, sold over 100 houses. We did this when we were in our you know, early, mid-20s. Our previous work experience was, aside from going to college, we owned a car cleaning and detailing business. What I'm telling you guys is all true. And we sold, it was like 103 houses, and we became, you know, we sort of had a little mini national stage as a result of that. Here's the reason I'm telling you that. Most of those were listings. And how did we do it? Well, guess what? Very similar to how we're teaching you how to do it as part of the coaching program. You don't have to wait. Stop believing what people tell you. Stop believing that you have to just muddle your way through buyers and you know, giving away all your nights and weekends and losing another year. Look, there's going to be some headwinds in the economy. There's no doubt. If something really does meaningfully spin up in Iran, trust me when I tell you, people are going to chill. They're not going to be very excited about purchasing houses. Buyers, as you know, if you've been working in the business for any length of time, will almost always look for a reason to t- you know, essentially take themselves off the hot seat and just say, I'll just keep renting. And here's a really important, very basic thing you need to never forget, because this is going to cut through all the Mickey Mouse and all the clutter in real estate. There is no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. There isn't. Every buyer on the face of the earth could stay renting or stay in their present home or whatever. They don't have to change their situation. I'm going to say it again, guys. Please listen to what I'm telling you. There's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. And the smart amongst you will say, Tim, what about a tax deferred exchange? Well, they don't have to buy. They can just pay the taxes. Right? There's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy, but listeners, there are such things as sellers that have to sell. So if you have a choice of working with a group of people on one hand that really could change their mind at any time and often do, or you have another you know, group of people on the other hand that absolutely positively have to transact, why would you waste your time with the ones that could end up changing their minds? It makes no sense. It just doesn't. So focus all your best energies every day on being a listing agent. That's what our coaching program teaches you how to do. That is our primary focus. That will always be our primary focus. We will never follow the trends. We will never talk to you about money-wasting and time-depleting ideas. We will never talk to you about easy-button ideas. We're going to tell you the truth. That's the reason you guys listen to us and read our books and are our coaching members, because we are telling you what you don't want to hear when you don't want to hear it, and we're doing our best to do it at the highest level so that you will then live a lifestyle of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, because guys, on the other side of that is financial freedom. So please remember what I told you. Don't believe anybody that tells you anything that's going to limit your potential to be successful in life, because generally speaking, they're just ignorant in a variety of different ways. Become a listing agent the second the ink dries on your, list, on your, uh, your license. And never move away from being a primarily a listing agent. Every one of you listening, please never forget I told you that. Next point, Julie. Yeah, well, it just reminded me because probably in seven minutes <laughs> uh, my premier coaching call is coming up, and we do discuss a lot of these listing questions. It's okay for you to take a listing and not be 1,000% sure of what you're doing. It's not like brain surgery, okay? You go to the coaching calls, you get help, you help your clients. So that's all okay. I, I love that you you know are giving them permission to go forth even though everybody says, oh, you have to cut your teeth on 100 buyers first. Not true. Okay, point number five, prices. Importantly, for the first time in the decade-long economic recovery cycle, Realtor.com foresees home prices in some cities, some cities, not everywhere, quote, going negative in 2020. These cities include San Francisco, Las Vegas, St. Louis, Dallas, Chicago, Detroit, and Miami. 
Now, they didn't mention what, quote, going negative means in percentage points, but keep this prediction on your radar. Be very cautious and accurate with your comparative market analyses. Home prices are expensive in the big cities, and they're creeping higher in growing metro areas like Charlotte, Austin, Phoenix, but consumers are strong, debt levels are low, and lenders are less apprehensive about lending than they were a decade ago. The real question is whether younger buyers have the desire to own homes, and that's not going to impact the 2020 housing market, but a lot of people are discussing that as the upcoming $10 trillion question for this coming decade. So there's a lot of different predictions there. The point being... (coughs) Excuse me, sorry. The point being that it depends on the market, and we're going to talk about what it means to be in a bifurcated market um, and a future point here. But yes, there's going to be some modulation, and we'll talk about why again in upcoming point. So, so next Julie, point. I'm going to, I'm going to, Go well, before you get to the next point, I'm going to tag something on to point number five. All right, yes. so, um, and then Julie, I'm going to give you an opportunity to have some more of your tea, <laughs> okay, so you can feel free to mute me. All right, point, yes. I'm going to give you guys yep. another little spin on this. It wasn't a standalone point uh, because, frankly, I'm not that comfortable talking about it. I'm not a, an expert enough, but I am going to tell you something that Julie and I are also researching. And by researching, I mean talking to everyone we can get our hands on, <laughs> you know. Peep, there's, so where we work out every morning at the gym, there's these guys that own hedge funds, and there's several who are very famous, and Julie and I are doing our best to befriend them. One in particular, a guy named Peter Schiff, is probably one of the smartest guys I've ever met in my life. And he has his own podcast, by the way, and he's been talking a lot on his podcast about inflation. And so I've been consuming everything he's been saying so I can really learn because a lot of the things that I thought I knew, I did know, I understood from my you know, college classes and books I've read, but I did not understand to the extent that I'm learning from just essentially updating my education, which hopefully you guys are all doing now listening to us. So here's the thing I want you to listen to. Inflation most likely is going to come back uh, – in a noticeable way in 2020, if not 2020, 2021. So here's an interesting little paradigm shift, and this applies to a lot of the things that Julie and I have been coaching for the last 20, you know, 20 plus, 23 years. Um, in an uh, economy where there's inflation, that means asset values will increase in cost, where you could argue value as well, but let's just say cost. In the, and if we're in a situation, which it does appear we may be entering into, where the asset values increase and the interest rates decrease, you guys should all be locking in long-term debt on mortgages. I know that sounds crazy and counterintuitive, especially considering how Julie and I have been preaching, you know, pay off all your debt. But if you're in a situation, here's the simple math, okay? If you're in a situation where you can lock in a mortgage, even at today's rates at 3.85%, but let's say you could lock it in even lower, which, you know, again, we believe rates are going to go lower. If you can lock in a long-term 30-year fixed-rate mortgage at, say, 3%, and the inflation rate is at 5 or 6%, which it hasn't been that high for a long, long damn time, but, again, some of these big heads that Julie and I are blessed to have in our lives are telling us that's the direction they're going. These guys are placing their you know, hedge fund bets, and essentially what they're buying is buying on the anticipation that there's going to be inflation entering back into the economy in a meaningful way in the next 24 months. That means what happens is your asset, your house, for example – Will most will increase with inflation, so your house will go up by a minimum of five or six percent. And some of you guys have been enjoying that through appreciation in some of these hot markets. And if your interest rate is you know half that or less than half that, you're basically living for free. I know you still have to make the payment, you still have to have the cash flow, but the house is increasing in value at a greater rate than the interest you're paying on the loan. 
And that's not something that happens very often. So if that is the trend that continues, I want you guys to pay attention to it. And again, some of you longtime you know, followers of Julie and I, we've always told you to try to you know, buy – Yes, if you have to use a mortgage, use a mortgage, but pay it off. We are probably going to be changing our um, advice on that. I can pretty much guarantee we will, based on what we see happening in the economic tea leaves going forward. So just keep those things in mind. If you have an opportunity, uh, read some books about this. Go ahead and start. You know, I told you Peter Schiff. Listen to his podcast. Start educating yourself on this. This gets you. I know some of this stuff is kind of dry, and I can just visualize myself being in front of a group of you talking about inflation right now and how the slobber is rolling out of the corner of your mouth. But it is relevant because if you own an asset right now, a house, and you're thinking about paying it off, well, maybe you don't. Or if you're thinking about buying a house, maybe you buy it faster. Or if you're thinking about buying a house, you're trying to choose between house A and house B, and house B is maybe marginally more expensive, maybe you lock in that low rate in anticipation of inflation. We, you know, Again, the big heads that we are blessed to have in our lives are telling us that that's what they're predicting. I'm not as smart as those guys. I'm working on being, but I'm not yet. Just pay attention to it. It's very important. So we're going to go on to point number six tomorrow. It's talking about a recession. Um, and here's an interesting little uh, thing that I thought, think is fascinating, uh, and Julie's on uh, Premier Coaching. Those of you guys who are in Premier Coaching, make sure you attend the semi-private coaching call live every single day. If you want to learn more about our coaching program, text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Um, so for a long time, the belief is that the economy can only expand for is some reason. It, there was seemingly very – this pattern was – seven, maybe eight, maybe nine years, and then there has to be a recession. There was this implied cycle that everyone believed had to be in place. It was like a, you know, immutable law of nature. It, what goes up has to come down, that kind of thing. And a lot of people have been operating under the belief of these boom and bust cycles, but it seems that the economy now is on a different trajectory. I, again, don't understand why, but know that it is. I mean, that's all you have to really – you know, really – it's the approach that, generally speaking, you all should consider taking with your lives. You don't have to fully understand something. Just understand the mechanics of what it is that you're trying to do, for example, becoming a listing agent, and then just go in the direction of becoming a listing agent and backfill what you don't know along the way. Way. You know, ask for help, join our coaching program, those types of things. But the moral of the story is what I'm trying to share with you is this is we're probably into a new macro cycle in the economy where we're going to literally experience a boom cycle that's going to last some historical amount of time. And that's what it feels like when I, again, talking to these different people and reading these different things. The people that are talking recession nowadays aren't using economic information. They're all saying because that's the cycle, but they're not really using any of the current you know, barometric pressures of the economy to uh, revise their opinion. And a lot of them are politically motivated because now we're in an election year. So moral of the story, and this is just our prediction, but moral of the story is, is that we're entering into what's going to be a shift in how the economy works and why is that happening? Because there are so many different macro trends that are happening within just the United States as far as the demographics, as far as you know, the natural in real estate. Let's just focus on that. You have all the things that everyone likes to talk about, right? You have the, you know, the baby boomers downsizing. You have the Gen X people moving up to their ultimate houses. You have the, you know, the uh, millennials, and now you have Generation Z. You have all, but all that stuff matters. That, everybody, remember, guys, this is kind of a funny fact. Everybody needs a house. Everybody needs a place to live in. And so 
just look at the sheer fact that how many more humans there are in the United States and how many more humans are coming to the United States because of what's happening globally. That's going to do nothing but good things for demand, especially in real estate. And if we're in this cycle where you're going to see a uh, decreasing in interest rates, guys, come on now, make the most of it. So any of you who are you know, keeping your powder dry, in other words, you're holding back, and you're saying, well, I'm going to you know, wait to see how the, the dust settles, don't do that. This is not a year for that. This is a year for full-on attack. This is a year to basically righting all the economic and financial wrongs that maybe your you know, wounds you're still – whatever it is. This is the year that you declare TFW, and you guys know what I'm talking about, our longtime coaching clients. Uh, it's, the middle word's a bad word, but the first word is total, then the bad word, then the last one is war. Now, now this is something I learned from my uh, yeah, Ethan, my nephew. And that he learned from one of his college professors. The thought is, it's a mindset. If you have, if you declare TFW 2020, and that's what we're doing, what you're going to experience is complete and total, you know, myopia. In other words, tunnel vision towards your specific accomplishment of your goals. A lot of you guys have not yet completed your 2020 business plan. Look, we're going to give you the real estate treasure map just to fill in. Um, and all you've got to do is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. And when you do, we're going to send you a link back. I know the link in the last two weeks was uh, it was broke, but I've since found the problem, and I had our tech guys fix it. So just text the word Harris to 31996, and we'll text you right back a download link. And you can schedule a free coaching call with our new member coaches. And But in the meantime, you can also download the real estate treasure map. That is the specific plan that all of you need to have your own essential personal plan for the next 12 months. Guys, this is going to be an exciting year on a whole bunch of different fronts. Do not be complacent. That's, I'm, I'm running a, um, a series, a podcast series, probably for next week about ways to essentially energize yourself because it's so – look, Julie and I are from Ohio. Trust me when I tell you, I know how emotionally depleting it is to be in the winter. I know what that feels like. I still feel it. We, we have not lived in Ohio for – I don't even know how long, but I still feel it, the slowdown, the sort of – you know, that. And the problem with not taking action – in most of the country during what people deem to be slower times of the year is that compounds. So if you decide to basically be complacent and not take action until February, March, April, that means realistically you're going to limit your potential good months to maybe two or three because it's going to take time for you to spin up activity for yourself, you know, close those transactions, all that good stuff. So if you're one of these fence sitters, I strongly encourage you not to wait. And I said it earlier, and it was absolutely true. You should have already started your 2020, October of 2019. That's where all of our top producers, they, they know to mentally you know, reposition themselves for the new year ahead of everybody else. But if you're just listening to us for the first time, the absolute must-do thing for you to do now is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996, and we'll text you back a link immediately so that you can download uh, the real estate treasure map, all right? So if you guys need me for anything else, please feel free to text me. Don't call. Text me at 512-758-0206. And, yes, that is my cell phone, 512-758-0206. I had somebody make fun of me because I say cell phone. Isn't that funny? Does not immediately date me, (laughs) right? I mean, everyone else says phone. I still say cell phone. Anyway, so feel free to text me on my phone, 512-758-0206. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. 
For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.